everyone, and welcome back to O2M Podcast. It's Amanda. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I want to dive right in, but I hope you guys are having a good week, weekend, day, or night, whenever it is that you're listening to this. And as you can tell from the title, this is going to be part two to the relationship Q&A that I recorded a couple weeks ago. And I have a special guest on here. (laughs) I brought Isaiah back on and I do plan on bringing different people on, but we just haven't left Georgia yet. And honestly, I am really curious to hear what Isaiah has to say about these questions as well. So I thought it'd be a good time to bring him back on. I hope you guys enjoy. And yeah, let's get into it. So the first question I have is how do we work through conflict, would you say? Well, I think I think we do a a decent at least job of working through conflict. I'll start with the things that we struggle with. I think it's sometimes because uh we have different conflict or we at least like we're raised with different conflict resolution styles. Um, I think, I know for myself at least, I can be kind of nervous of your response. I think sometimes um, you can take things personal, Mm -hmm. um, or at least it seems to me like that. Um, If I don't word things um, the best way, Um, and I think we a lot of times will kind of have delayed conflict resolution and like addressing things because each other like maybe we don't think the other will receive the you know whatever feedback whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it or whatever um well excuse me um but I think once we do I think we do a good job of kind of saying like hey this is what bothered me or this is what you know you did that made me feel a certain way um and then I think we do a good job of listening, hearing what the other is saying, and then ultimately trying to be better about not doing that thing again. Mm-hmm. And I, I can say that confidently that I think we do a pretty good job of actually, um, you know, once we're aware of something that bothers the other person, doing a good job of, mm-hmm. you know, um, really trying our best to, to not to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, I think for the most part, our conflict resolution has been pretty successful mm-hmm. to this point. You know, it could always be better, obviously, but I think do a solid job of it, I yeah. would say. I think one thing that, like, sticks out to me when I think about this question is, I, I don't know if you remember this, but literally I remember we were having a little bit of an argument in March of 2020, which is oddly specific, but I just remember trying this. And we were going back and forth and we were just not seeing eye to eye. And I remember you getting really frustrated because no matter how many times you tried re-explaining it, it was just not clicking for me. Mm -hmm. And I was in undergrad at the time. So all my psych classes were super fresh. And I remember learning a conflict resolution style in my psych class. And I was like, you know what, let's give this a try. And basically the whole process is you air out what you need to air out and then you say this is what i heard you say and you leave the door open for the person right. to say yes that's correct or no let me re-explain it again and i think 
from that point on, we've really incorporated clarification questions in our conflict instead of just, oh, he said this and running with it. If I'm not 100% certain on what he's saying, instead of getting upset and letting it brew, letting you re-explain it in a different way and then moving forward. And I think that's been super helpful, especially when it comes to actually resolving the conflict because there's a better, clearer understanding of what the issue actually is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I know what you're talking about, and I would agree (laughs) with that. I think one of the things that me personally as a guy I can struggle with and I think a lot of guys do um whether they're willing to admit it or not it's like admitting that my feelings got hurt Mm -hmm. and that has been something that like even talking about it it's just weird and uncomfortable and you kind of seem like a sissy you know whatever Mm -hmm. but being able to say like hey in that moment like my feelings were were hurt um I think that too uh, plays a huge role in showing like a vulnerability, yeah. especially as a man, um, in you know in a relationship, show being willing to be vulnerable and um, not be so like macho and oh nothing phases me unless I'm angry, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think that has been really helpful too in kind of mm-hmm. bringing to your attention things that like bother me and and vice versa. Uh, I think that has been huge. I would encourage any guy to be, you know, honest enough and to be comfortable enough with yourself to be like, hey, and that like my feelings were hurt by yeah such and such. Well, that's a really good point. Moving on, um, what are some regular habits you practice in order to invest in? our relationship and this can be you personally or if you think of habits you and I combined have done to invest in us yeah I think the biggest one I think that comes to mind is like having check-ins with one another where it's like how are you feeling what things am I doing to bother you Mm -hmm. uh I think those don't feel like attacks like okay I'm just getting berated with you are bad at all these things but it's like this is an opportunity for us to kind of explain how, you know, we're feeling um, things that are bothering us, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think personally something that helps is honestly just praying to be a better husband, to yeah. be a better man. You know, that's something that I pray for often. And I think there's no, you know, level of oh, I'm this good, I do a good enough job. Like, you can always be better in some capacity as a human being. And so I think those things, um, and then something else that I do uh, a lot is I have, you know, people that that I get on FaceTime with periodically. And it's people that I trust, people that I'm really close with, people that aren't afraid to tell me when I'm wrong. And a lot of times, like, if... You know, we're getting into things or we're not seeing eye to eye on stuff and I'll explain things. It's people that are easier like, you know, well, as much as you can get upset at Amanda, like you're wrong in this instance Mm -hmm. or like, hey, yeah, you need to talk to Amanda about that. And so like having people and again, I think it's important to have the right people, um, people that will be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think those ways of constantly working to be better than you were today and yesterday and the day before that you know I think those are huge 
in progressing as human beings and as partners in a relationship. And I think those are, I mean, kind of a mix of what we do and things that I do. Yeah. No, I thought the same thing about our our weekly check-ins. And this might sound kind of general and vague, but I also think we've created space for each of us to kind of just blurt out how we're feeling, whether it be like Isaiah did something to make me feel away or I'm just actually just having a generally bad or good, whatever it is, whatever's going on, we've created that space where we just kind of like blurb it out in the moment. And I feel like in a way that's investing in our relationship because we're constantly cultivating communication and honesty and even again if it's something that happened that has nothing to do with Isaiah feeling safe enough to come to him and just tell him about it I think is something that's super awesome and we just have really made the communication line so wide open right um I think that too it comes down to being receptive to things you know and not always feeling like well, why is it why is it always on the eye? Well, you do this as opposed to like, okay, this is a thing that I'm doing that bothers somebody else. Let me focus on that and work to be better in that area. And not to say like just because someone gets bothered, like there's plenty, there's times where it's like, oh, I may get bothered by something, but it doesn't mean you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. or vice versa. And that might in turn mean, okay, that's something I've got to work out myself. But it's, again, being open to this idea that uh, maybe something that I need to work on, yeah. you know, or maybe something that I need that once it's brought to my attention, I realize it's like, oh, okay, I can be better in that area. Right. And so I think that's a huge component of like being willing to listen and then having an open mind to the fact that we're not perfect. Right. And like one other thing I thought of too about investing, and this is something that's been hard for us to be consistent about since we've lived here because I've talked about it before where we're at in Georgia, there's just not really anything to do other than go out to eat at four restaurants. But um, the whole dating your spouse idea, I mean, that's something that I feel like we were just starting to get into the hang of. And then we came here and like I said, it kind of got thrown off because there's really not a whole lot to do unless right. we're in Tbilisi. Um, the whole dating your spouse thing is so true. It's so important. And with summer coming up, I'm really excited to make that more of a regular weekly habit because I've, there's just way more options of things to do in summer. So I'm really looking forward to that. But that hasn't been a concrete habit of ours quite yet. But I, I don't know. I noticed the weeks where we go out on dates and make time for that versus the weeks we don't. It's definitely mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. What is something you used to believe about relationships that you no longer do? I feel like I asked you this recently, but please share. I do not know. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I think so often people think a title or a status or a label and it can be even individually like oh if i get this job or if i make this much money or if you know we can get engaged or we can get married then these problems won't be there Mm -hmm. and and i think it's so silly of us as humans to have that idea because at the end of the day we are still people and it's not going to change who we are as individuals just because 
like I said, there's a, a title or and there's certain things that come with it, obviously, that mm-hmm. maybe can make a situation less stressful or you don't have to worry about something in a certain regards. But I think at the end of the day, people are still people. Yeah. You know, there's there's when we first got married, like we've been married for years now, but like <laughs> in the first few months, you know, I was would explain to like young people, young guys my age, like, oh, I could never be married yet. And this and I'm like, oh, whatever. And um, and when we get talking, the thing I would say is like, it doesn't make you any different than the person that you already are currently. Right. Like you're not less of a man. You're not more of a man. You're not, you know, any like you still are who you are. And that's something that I guess that kind of is the opposite to answer your question of like something that I thought about relationships. But I I think that was more reaffirmed, um, you know, as we've been married. It's like this idea that like just having these titles and having, you know, whatever you want to call them, yeah. um, labels and stuff, they don't change you. Yeah. You know, like you still are who you are and it doesn't make your problems mm-hmm. go away at the snap of a finger. Yeah. You know? Well, I feel like I've heard um, different people talk about that, that they were having issues in their dating life and got married on the premise of, well, once we make this commitment, like, we'll really get our act together. And obviously that didn't, like, translate very well. And I feel like that's, I agree, that's definitely a, a temptation or an idea that some people might believe and fall into. But, I mean, it's so funny, like, waking up, the morning after our wedding, I can confidently say I didn't feel like this super transformed woman overnight. <laughs> and I was like this incredibly more mature thought. No, like I was still 24, right? We were 24 when we got married. I was still 24 year old mm-hmm. Amanda. The only difference was I had some gifts and a wedding dress laying in my living room, like, <laughs> and you and my, so it's not like this magic in your brain happens and all of a sudden things click or happen like you have to work at it and marriage is definitely work it's not a little magic wand right (laughs) moving on to the next question this is kind of love is blind inspired but do you Uh (laughs) do you place more importance or did you we can focus more on dating life i guess did you place more importance on the emotional or physical connection? All right. I'll be <laughs> honest here. And people that disagree with this. We can have our own I'm, opinions. I'm willing, I'm willing to debate it. I'm willing to debate it. Well, everybody's different. So I won't speak for everybody. For me. When it came to like dating or, you know, people in general, I was never like hmm, that person I'm not really attracted to, but I bet you they have a great personality. Let me get to know them. Mm-hmm. Like, you caught my attention because I thought you were attract. I think you are very attractive. Still <laughs> very- I still think you You get more and more attractive as the days go on. <laughs> but you, like, you're attractive, and so I'm like, oh, I'd like to get to know her on a personal level and maybe pursue something relationally, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, it wasn't like, oh... I don't really find her attractive, but I would imagine that she has a great person. That's just me personally. And I think that's not realistic for me to be like, oh, it's only the person. Like, that initially is because you're attractive. And I think from then on, if you had an ugly personality, I think your attraction would go away from me, mm-hmm. you know? And obviously that's not the case. Um, and, and so I think in that, it becomes more of, 
you know, who you are on the inside as a person, you know, like how you treat other people, how you are with your family, how you interact with like children, things of that nature where, but I think I'm kidding myself if I'm like, oh, all that matters in the way you look like, no, I'm attracted to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, um, I think obviously what people have on the inside is more valuable, Mm -hmm. but I'm, but I'm not going to act like. Oh, but physically, if you're not attractive, like, it doesn't yeah. matter to me. To me, it does, you know? And you are attractive, and that's mm-hmm. why I was interested in you, and ultimately part of the reason why we're married today. But, you know, <laughs> I think that's, like, the starting block with it. And I think, yeah. like, I, I we've talked about it before in watching the show, like, Love is Blind and stuff, from like, I don't see how people could do that because if you're not initially attracted to a person, I don't understand why you would pursue that relationship potentially with them to begin with the way you worded that is interesting and could be controversial but and that's not to say that's not to say like oh anybody that doesn't have isn't you know um the best looking like you can't be a yeah i'm not you know not to say anything about people's looks but for me personally it's just i'm not really interested in knowing people on like a dating or you know whatever level if Mm -hmm. i'm not attracted to you that's just me Mm -hmm. well i think that's that's fair i feel like majority of people would agree that they would ideally like to be physically attracted to the person they're dating or especially the person that they're going to spend of the rest of their lives with i don't think that's a shallow thing whatsoever i think where it has become an issue and why the whole concept of love is blind specifically since I brought it up, is, like, so fascinating is because I feel like, as a society, we have leaned way too much to the physical attraction side. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like people write off others because they're not a 10, but they might be very emotionally intelligent and receptive and can communicate well. And so that's why I feel like this debate pops up and especially, again, why Love is Blind is so interesting because I don't think there's been enough of an emphasis on the emotional ties Mm -hmm. with somebody. It's always been the physical. And so it's kind of cool to see as... um, I don't want to say as a society, but I guess moving forward in my own life of like acknowledging that looks do play a role and they are important to a certain extent, but getting to know someone in their heart should be just as equally important. Well, one thing I I want to mention is I think having an attractive personality makes you, may even make you more physically attractive. Like Mm -hmm. I think that they enhance each other. Yeah. You know? And I I think one of the things that drives me nuts is on like social media we're seeing like, oh, these two celebrities broke up or this one celebrity was dating a guy and mm-hmm. or a girl, whatever, and one is really attractive and, you know, they broke up and it's like, wow, that guy or that girl is so dumb. How could they let somebody go that that looks like that? And it's like, because there's way more to people than just the way that they look. Yeah. Like, I couldn't, doesn't matter how attractive you are to me, if you were somebody who was just, like, a rude individual and, mm-hmm. like, constantly belittling people and, like, you know, we're just being individual. I would, I would not want to be in a relationship with you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I think people, and I, so I would agree with you in the sense that I think people act like, oh, that person's really attractive. They must be a catch. Mm. Where it's like, mm, 
plenty more to people yeah. than just the way they look. Well, it's funny. I can think. I don't know his name if off the top of my head, but there's this country music artist who got married recently, and objectively, the consensus for a lot of people that are commenting on his wedding pictures, he is not an attractive person. His wife, however, is like so gorgeous, and just seeing the comments of that of like. Oh, this dude, like he must be rich, or he must have must be the personality. Like mm. again, it. I don't think it's completely occurred. Like what you were saying to people that yeah, you can be like a super lovely person, and for a good amount of people out there, that's enough. They don't place as much sure. emphasis on the physical, and so I think it's cool. But again, I don't think it's wrong to say out loud like looks do matter. Um, no. I think in my dating life, I definitely placed way more importance on the physical attractive in connection. And on, if I'm being completely honest, like I definitely led with what you were just saying with, oh, he's super attractive. So like he must have a decent personality or he must be nice. Um, through my lived experience, I learned the hard way that is not true <laughs> all the time. I got very lucky finding i was about to say i'm not a nice person no 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 in my dating life i well past dating life before you obviously but i got very lucky catching and marrying the most attractive man there is who just so happens to have one of the best personalities and minds that i've ever Mm. gotten to know and i feel like i'm just so blessed that i have the the brains and the beauty with you but, yeah, in my dating life, I definitely was more physical, which did not set me up for the most healthy interactions with mm. with boys. <laughs> um, last question, and this is really more for you. I could have an opinion on this, but I really want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. How has pursuing a professional basketball career affected um our marriage or your role as like a life partner in general hmm oh if i'm being honest like initially i don't think it's affected it as much as the reverse i think being married has affected the pursuit of a professional career a lot more than oh interesting pursuing a professional career has affected my marriage now i'll say and here's why i say that i think because when so okay i'm pursuing a career i'm talking and working with agents you know teams and a lot of it is like you know Okay, we got to get you flown out here. We've got to set you up with housing and stuff. You know, and a lot of times, especially in your first couple of years, which I am, it's like, all right, you'll be living with a couple of your other teammates. You know, you have your own room and stuff. And like for me, like that's not an option really. I got not with my wife, you know, and that's always something where it's like in talking with teams and negotiating like, hey, I'm married, you know, like a my wife's got to be able to come with me. And then like, will we have our own space? And I think, you know, to this point, I think our wedding date maybe got in the way of, because it was in September when a lot of, you know, so Mm -hmm. my first year, maybe it held up some things, whatever. But like to this point, it hasn't affected it Mm -hmm. negatively, but it's something that I always have to be conscious and thinking about, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, I've said it before, like if you got to the point where you're like, hey, I'm really done with 
traveling and, you know, things changing so often, I would, okay, I choose you over basketball as it is, and, like, mm-hmm. cool. Um, and so I think for that regard, always having to have someone else in mind when making decisions in, in that sort of thing makes, you know, this journey a lot more different than if I were to be single yeah. or even had only a girlfriend, you yeah. know, that wouldn't travel with me. And so I think on the flip side of it, how has basketball or, you know, being a professional athlete affected my marriage? I don't think it's as much. I feel like we, it's like, whatever. I don't think it's been as different, you know, because mm-hmm. bef- we were married and I wasn't playing anywhere. And granted, I was still pursuing it, but I wasn't playing anywhere. I don't think our marriage was that much different. I think it maybe is more fun. We yeah. get to travel yeah. and see the world, you know, and get paid to do it, which mm-hmm. is awesome. And so, and that's something that we both enjoy. But as far as, well, actually, I take that back. I think I have a lot more free time. And we spend a lot more time together. Yeah. Um, you know, we go to practice. We have a morning practice, usually an evening practice. But the rest of the day, I spend it with you hanging out and doing stuff for the most part. Yeah. You know, and so I guess we get to even know each other more and spend more time together. But aside from that, I think, like I said early on, I think mm-hmm. my marriage certainly affects basketball more than basketball affects my marriage. Yeah. Well, and for anyone who doesn't know Isaiah and I's relationship to the full extent, um, he played basketball all throughout college. And so basketball has always played a role in our relationship. It is never, you know, it wasn't like a dramatic switch or something that he just decided to pick up. I've always had to kind of work or not work around, but practices, game days, recovery, like that's all stuff that I have grown used to and accustomed to. And so I feel like there, other than living abroad and the challenges and adjustments that come with that, I haven't really had to adjust to basketball. Right. Um, And I agree. I think for a lot of people, the and, and don't get me wrong, there definitely are stressors that can come with this. But overall, it's at least so far in our experience, I don't think it's stressed or put a strain on our marriage as some people may assume. I feel like a lot of times when I'm stressed out about something living abroad, Isaiah is sharing the same frustrations mm-hmm. or, you know, the we experience this common stressors, I guess is what I'm saying. And so yeah. it's not like this unequal... Um, thing where I'm like miserable because of basketball and he's thriving or he's miserable because of basketball and I'm thriving like we seem to be pretty see eye to eye and be on the same level in that regard and I agree I think if anything basketball has made our marriage so much fun and so unique like Mm -hmm. there's just not a lot of young married couples that can say that they've like lived abroad and have had significant amount of time that they've been able to spend with each other. Um, and so, yeah, I love it. And people, like I said, have been like, oh, are you okay? I could never do that. And I'm like, I love this. This mm-hmm. is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we are just so strong as a married couple because of this. And the goal is to pursue it as long as we can. So, yeah. I also thought of what I was going to say for the something I used to think about relationships, but I no longer do. 
it came back to me. Okay. And my thing is that I don't necessarily believe that somebody completes you. I mm. like the idea that you are your own person and your own being and the person you're dating or the person you're married to compliments you and strengthens you but Enhances. there's yes there's not this missing part of you that someone is going to plug into and I think I've grown up hearing that like oh you're my other half and whatnot and I think inherently there may be nothing wrong with that saying but if you really think about it the idea that I'm only half of myself without Isaiah is not very empowering for who I am as sure. a person and so I don't necessarily believe that. I think the person you're with, like Isaiah just said, enhances you and will make you that much stronger. But if you're single, especially, and no one's really in your life, like you are just as capable and intelligent and worth all the great and wonderful things that come along with relationships. So that was, that was what I was going to say. Is there anything else you want to add? No. Oh. I think that's a good way to end okay well thank you guys so much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this episode i the episodes with isaiah are my most listened to ones so hmm. i hope i know the people love you <laughs> should people love you too <laughs> but i'll definitely have him on again hopefully i'll be able to sprinkle in some other people and give you guys more of a variety when we come back but in the meantime i will talk to you guys in my next one